Testing, testing. Holy shit balls. <sighs> All right, folks. Here's what happened. I apparently wasn't paying attention and thought we were recording. So Julie and I just talked for almost 45 minutes uh, on some very important topics that you'll probably get a Coles note version of. And nothing was recording. So fuck. Uh you know, shit happens, mistakes, but still kind of pissed about it. So without further ado, here is <laughs> here is the Coles Note version of the first half of this episode <laughs> that didn't Did you record. Start with Pardon? Did you start with Omi? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Because I'm blaming, I'm blaming myself for. Okay, guys, I just went to pee, so I have no idea what Jenna was just saying. But welcome to the Art of Murder. My I'm, name is Julie. I'm Jenna. And today uh, we're going to start our uh, our episode. We're going to have a little bit of a different syllabus. Can yeah. I say syllabus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know syllabus is like a over whatever. No, it's a it's a curriculum. It's a outline. agenda. Agenda. It's agenda. Yes. agenda. Got we're it. Have a different we got agenda the word. for this podcast today. Just, but a little bit. Don't don't panic. Don't leave. Nope. There's still going to be death upon us. Yes. Um, mm. We're going to do potentially. Um, what current a couple of current events in, in the news yeah in, cr- in kind of the crime, crime world and stuff yeah we'll touch yep. base on some stuff uh we don't like to do current events or stories necessarily yeah. but this is kind of like think about it as a cp24 yes. version yeah now please don't sue us cp24 by the no. way those of you who are listening from is cp24 canada yeah wide right i'm pretty sure it's actually just toronto is it trying to I, shit? N- I don't know. Maybe it's, it's not. It's a news outlet. Yes. Okay, you know, like breaking news they're kind great. of thing. They're, not that it's, this is like super breaking news, but it's like no. recent stories in the news that are exciting. Um, and yeah, okay. You want to talk about Here's why. Because Jenna has no time and she couldn't write a story. So she just asked if we could do kind of an easy episode because we can we blame Jenna for a lot of cool things. A lot, a lot of shit happens. No, the problem is I ended up doing more research on this than I would have if I did one story. <laughs> Well, I didn't. Well, okay. Well, yeah. That was my just, fault, though. Just, just, I got carried away with one story specifically. Oh, you did? Oh, is you it did? One, yes. Oh, I'm excited. It is brilliant. Oh, okay. Fair. Okay, fine. Well, it was just kind of, let's go do an overview of what's kind of happening in, in Canadian homicide and crime and stuff. Like, why not? Okay, but mine has nothing to do with Canada. My one. Oh, mine do. My mine, one. mine do. Okay. So, okay. Actually, well, two then, of them do. One of them doesn't. Um, primarily Canadian homicide yeah and and we wanted to give uh because last week's episode was 48 hours long yeah um so a lot of it got cut and we did some shout outs to some we people did. i had to for time so and, which, uh, is, which is fine jenna yeah i, I mean, was at the one of a kind show and it was kind of hard i had to try and edit it as best as possible and get a lot of this stuff done while doing nine 12 hour days but it was an awesome show it was awesome um uh, it was it was a real honor to be able to work with so many fabulous artists and artisans and craft makers and handmade people. Handmade uh, people. Handmade people. So this is people. for artists and artisans. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to, I think, Which you know. Which is one of a kind. Yeah. That's the name. <laughs> uh, 
I I thought, okay, let's let's put an art spin onto this and let's give credit where credit's due. And, you know, this podcast is our little tiny soapbox ability to be able to go, you know what? Let's support art and let's talk about it and have conversations to educate others. So uh, for everyone who is working at One of a Kind this week, congratulations. Like, I hope you survive. But thank you, Jessica Lynn, for giving me the opportunity and Danielle O'Connor. You guys are awesome. I got such a wonderful chance to see Rob Croxford and Lisa Hickey and Karen Taylor and a whole bunch of different artists while I was there and, and get to see them from a different side, like an artist's side, not from me being a representative for them. And uh, it was awesome. I got to spend a lot of money. <laughs> nice. A lot of money, unfortunately. No, not unfortunately, because uh, I bought awesome products. I bought a wonderful products. And unfortunately, last week I had to cut. Julie got to go to the show before we recorded last week's podcast, like last week's episode. And she talked about three places. And I f- I'm so sorry I cut them. So it's okay. Um, the one I'm actually wearing right now too. You're wearing you both convinced, of them. You convinced I. I am. You convinced me to buy two things at one of a kind. That's right. Yeah. So the the first the first thing was a sweat shirt, <laughs> and I don't mean a sweater. I mean a shirt that you wear for sweating because. I'm a huge sweater. My armpits sweat. Okay. That's right. It happens. Okay. It's natural. Whatever. Uh, antiperspirant doesn't even always work, but it's also really bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I use deodorants, but then anyway, the thing is, this is, this wraps up two, two th- products in one, really. One product was called Numi and UMO. I yes and it is these undershirts they're like t-shirts that have they're not pads but there's like a little bit of extra material or like some fancy schmancy material in the armpits yeah and it keeps you dry it like sucks the moisture up and then doesn't affect the your clothes yes so for like the first time in forever I wore this like sexy white gray long sleeve beautiful shirt and I didn't all day and I didn't have sweat marks and I couldn't believe it. I've never experienced this pretty much in my entire life. Yeah. Like wearing clothes that's like kind of light colored. I always have to like think of what I'm doing or I buy clothes that are really loose in the armpits. Yes. So that you can't see it. I buy black. This is, yeah, this is the best shirt. I've never felt so good in my life. Yay. And then I sent Jenna a message later. I'm like, you hey, know, seriously, <laughs> this shirt is amazing. Are you still at the one of a kind? This is like the next day. I'm like, you need to pick me up one of the shirts. And she did. Yeah. Thank you. And then I bought myself one. Yep. So we're, te- we're, we're test driving it today. Um, yeah, it, you know what? Uh, I had it took me a while to get comfortable with it, but now I am, and so far, boop, 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 I wonder nothing. if you needed to get a bigger size, maybe, because I got large, and you, like it, and it because it fits, like it's stretchy, yeah. So oh. it, it, you know what I mean. So it was like it, I, uh, me, uh, it's fine square. now. Yeah. Like I think maybe because it, it's got some wear in it. It oh, was okay. right fresh out of the package when I was oh, feeling yeah. a little bit, but it was great and. uh the other one too was to kind of you're right kill two birds with one stone here was undercarriage the uh basically what, what kind, it's like all, it's all natural, natural deodorant, deodorant. it's and, incredible yeah and she has she has um the all natural deodorants are fantastic but she also has one so most of them have baking soda in it which i found out that that's probably what co- continuously irritates me wearing all these natural deodorants they always i always get like 
kind of like like bumps or rashes or whatever and then when I told her that I said oh like I just want to wear them she goes here she gave me one it has magnesium in it and um I've been wearing it for over a week and this is her the only one that she had magnesium in it and I have no red bumps nothing this is the first time in my life that I can wear natural deodorant and not get an irritation to it and it works I don't have to reapply at all this sounds it like an advertisement amazing. but i swear it's not no 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 you, know, you smelled amazing as well coconut li- uh, i smelled coconut your armpits yeah yes. so i was like okay and i had i saw them and i and when you had talked about them i'm like okay i'll go over and you know you were the tester for me i went and got it and i got the coconut lime because it smelled amazing so good and it's am- it is it People really is. like your armpits yes they will want to that's it, an androgynous <sighs> zone it is awesome like it i it lasts v- what, longer luggage <laughs> Did you say armpit luggage? Lickage. Lickage. Not luggage. Lickage. But it is kind of like our armpit luggage. The sweat we had is in the smell is armpit luggage. <laughs> you know how people have baggage? We have luggage. Armpit luggage. Armpit luggage. But now we're smooth sailing. It's yeah. like it's like when we your don't need suitcase carry on. Fa- no, it's, well it's like when a suitcase fits in carry on, yes. you don't have to you don't have to put it in the cargo. Mm-hmm. So with this no extra fees. That's right. Yeah. Just Oh, it's great. No, it smells great. It works fantastic. Seriously, I just, I'm, I'm already hooked for life and I yeah. just started using it because I've tried so many things I and know. it's never worked. I almost did Botox. We didn't go there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have to say though, uh, the kind of the true test for me was I, uh, Thursday, last Thursday, I bought this wonderful, beautiful dress from Bone and Busk, uh, a wonderful fashion company. And I was really nervous to wear it because I sweat way too much. And our, uh, Jessica's booth was right under the ac and it was f- way too cold and i was just like overproducing sweat that's what happens i get yep. really super i cold. sweat more when i'm cold than when yes. i'm alive yeah it's awful so i was really We're worried weird. so i was like okay let me try let me try undercarriage with it and i have to say not only did i look fucking beautiful <laughs> in the dress it's fantastic yes. yeah, i love this dress and i'm very self-conscious of myself i don't like being a girl i i'm not a dress person but i'm with this stuff i'm a dress person for life now you've got you've got a customer for life that's awesome um so bone and busk and it it has to be dry clean so i'm always worried about this sounds like a fucking (laughs) advert yes which i did because my my husband tyler saved me on friday this guy is the most incredible thing in my life oh Uh, you got semen on it no i didn't thankfully you said wish i'd yeah. Oh, d- wait. You did say you did. Keep that in. No. That's okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> he, he, oh, he, he got he got laid this weekend for being a superhero. Hey-o. Yeah. Um, and it was well, des- like, well deserved. But no, I just was so over the moon and so happy. Ugh, I can't. Anyways, my husband's amazing. Okay. Be jealous. Um, <laughs> um, I want you to want to be like me. Yes. Everybody, everyone should have a never mind no there's only one there is only one tyler um so i i i took a risk and i decided to wear this undercarriage product this does sound like we're on uh the the shopping channel i know it does um so guess what it's artisan artisans we like support okay you know oh my gosh so i have to tell you so i took this home there's a stamping in my armpits in my armpits and i just put it on and it was uh, oh my gosh i just felt like angels were coming out of (laughs) coming out of my armpits (laughs) floating coconut lime angels Mm. But put it was the lime and the coconut. coconut. Drink it all up. Put, put the lime and the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Said the lime and the coconut. 
in my armpit. Yeah, because it was great and it yeah. smelled amazing. And the best part is I had barely any stains on my like you you couldn't even there was nothing there and i sweat so bad and i would get i probably would have had huge white markings and i know you were telling me that it's because i use a antiperspirant 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 um but i didn't i it was weird the antiperspirant is what dyes your shirt's weird and stops you from sweating however this all natural product actually seemed to have worked better from my sweating which is weird and whatever maybe that's a thing but it's a fantastic the lady who runs the company is also Love a badass it. um yeah i just had such a great time spending money at the show because i think i i, I like buying for the right reasons and buying cool shit that buy cool from people. artists and yeah. artisans you so, know hi jude from sonic bloom you have hey, like jude. yeah she's amazing and the sweetest person she gave me well i bought from her a purple triceratops my favorite dinosaur and my favorite color with a little air plant in it i've never owned an air plant so uh, uh-huh. so sonic bloom go check her workout and she does these beautiful um cement pots too because I feel like the cement pot market is oversaturated, but these are really beautiful because she does these gold, she she like gold rims them and puts these beautiful pastel colors and swirls and like they're, there's, you can clearly see she's put a spin on it and it, they look wonderful. They're beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. So to everyone at one of a kind who worked this past 11 days, you guys are awesome. Congratulations on selling stuff. Um, and I hope good things come out into the future. I have another one. Oh, you do. Sadie. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is good. Sadie from Revenant FX. Oh You yeah. can find her on Instagram at Revenant F. X, yeah, as in the letter F and X. Uh, I bought a Ed Gein inspired skull bowl. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's so pretty. It is wonderful. Her and her husband, boyfriend, partner, person. Um, they, good, good description. They they do this, then he does this stuff and casts them and stuff like that. Anyway, and they have a whole bunch of these awesome zombie gnomes they're awesome so cool there's Please like check Freddy them out on instagram and jason and like tyler and i bought one uh at you know two years ago at the spring show and it's I, I when you texted me and told me that you had bought this i was like oh my god that's so cool we love their stuff and and you know i mean great minds think alike they do right it's true uh yeah go yeah but hi yeah. sadie it was awesome yeah yes Awesome. Oh yes, <laughs> my favorite thing too is you sent me the bet, like you sent me that picture of you eating popcorn out of out of it. It just it that just made my day. I put popcorn where the brain goes. It's the best. It is cool. Um, shoot, what was I gonna say? No, I don't know. Take your time. Um, but Take yeah, you know, buy from artists. Yeah, and artisans. Uh, one of a kind stuff is great, um, especially around this time of year. You know, if you could avoid getting a piece of work from home sense yeah. let's say and you can support a local artist it's really important um handmade, to do. I, lo- I love getting handmade like handmade gifts and and 
stuff. I would love to get art. I would love to get art for Christmas. And if there's someone out there in your life who would really probably appreciate it or, or like it, or a- if they're asking for something, you know, don't be afraid. Ask for art for Christmas. If you've always wa- saw something that you've yes. always liked, yes, a commission is also a great thing. You know, uh, we have quite a few. We like you Julie does commissions. On- <laughs> yeah, Julie does commissions. If you love cows, she does beautiful, beautiful cows. If you love beaver, she. <laughs> if you love beavers, any kind. Any any kind. Um, she does these gorgeous, colorful beavers and owl. They just, they're just beautiful. And her negative space drawings are, they're my favorite. I love oh, doing them because of you. Yay. So thank you for giving me that. Your, yours are, yeah. They're you know what? Thank you for loving me. <laughs> Bye. Just, yeah, support no, artists. But, yeah, support artists. I know we're yeah. joking about me or whatever. No. Um, but just art, art is important. Yeah. And... I mean, if we're really gonna make a stretch, you know, females are awesome as well. Yes. Support female entrepreneurs. I couldn't believe how many awesome, badass ladies there were at One of a Kind this year. Like, I met so many wonderful, humble ladies who are doing great things and I'm excited to see where they go. I know females at open businesses are awesome. We yeah. are lucky to know a lot. We and do. Yeah. This is a business, Jenna. High this five. Is, we have a business. Yeah. We have this a business. Podcast business. Oh my God. Yeah. It's called The Art of Murder, if it you guys is. didn't know. Uh? What? <laughs> what in time out? That was good. Ooh, that was a good one. I might have to use this one instead of the other one. No. Yeah. Mm, you lost all the other one. Oh, I did. Yeah, this is brand new. That's oh, why I did it. Yeah, we did. Okay. We just recorded for an hour. And no, hey, Jenna, is it it's, recording? It's recording. Okay. 100%. I'm staring at it, um, making sure. Yeah, I know. We recorded for an hour and then it all went to shit and we had to restart, which I think Jenna said a little bit while I was in Maybe. the bathroom. Who knows? I might. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. Okay. It's okay. But we did it better this time. We did. Mind um, you, you guys didn't. Jenna cried the first time. Oh, around. I did. She cried. There was tears in her eyes, mm. and then I almost started crying, and I had to look away. Because okay, let me tell the the so Tyler, we're driving Rob Croxford and Jessica Lynn home from one of a kind. He, you know, I'm getting on my little soapbox rant about how important it is to buy art, and I did that spiel in the first recording. But here's your Colts notes, and he goes, "Oh, you're a vigil arty." And, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I and everyone's like, "Oh, that's such a good name. You are. Yes, you are." And I'm like, "Oh, that makes me." feel good which by the way sort of like okay i i had an i had this moment of i am in the right place this is what i want to do for the rest of my life here we yeah. go now we'll get emotional i am meant to be in art i'm meant to be surrounded by all these wonderful beautiful fucking people julie i love you i would not ha- we would not do- have be doing this if it wasn't for the art world and i'm so That's goddamn true. grateful for everything it, like you're one of my favorite humans ever and it wouldn't this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the art world and i meet wonderful goddamn people every single day that i continue to do this gosh she's crying a little bit (laughs) it's coming again i'm so glad (laughs) i I came from a really shitty job and it was a bad experience unfortunately and i needed this and it was the right time right place right people and you know, I'm so glad I took the plunge to just leap and look for something new because the right thing came along. So thank you to That's everyone. Awesome. And I want to get up on a soapbox and I want to shout to the world. So then everyone, her tag goes, well, I don't think, I think that's it. We created the best name ever. And I go, and I'm like driving and then I go, no, I'm Joan of Art. And everyone's like, whoa, Joan of Art, that's amazing. I'm like, yep. So uh, I, 
messaged Tyler today. I'm like, here's my theme song. It's Joan of Art, the Vigil Artie. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's, uh, and he's like, oh, that's good. That's good. I'm like, okay, that's going to be my theme song for life. But I do, I really do. I want to be an advocate to tell the world that, you know, go buy Julie Glode's art because it's fucking beautiful and amazing. Go buy Lisa Hickey's art because it's amazing and Karen Taylor and go see Morgan Jones and all these awesome fucking people. Rob Croxford. Yeah. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. (laughs) Like, you know, when we talk about holidays, buy a piece for someone who's going to feel the emotion and the memory that comes with it. I look... Like I was telling Julie earlier, like I look at all the pieces that I have in my house and the ones that she taught me lessons on and a memory comes up and it makes me so happy every day that I have, you know what? I don't give a shit how much I spent on them. It was worth every fucking penny buying the canvas, buying all the art supplies, you know, everything has, it matters now. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going on a rant again. (laughs) I love art. I love everybody who makes art. Always be creative. Always be creating. And I'm going to step off my soapbox now. Hold on. <laughs> you know what will make you feel better? Hmm. Not better. Because this is good. This is a good better. <sighs> we could talk about murder. <gasps> oh. <laughs> let's just ride this high. Let's go. Let's do it. Which I, you I know am, what I mean? So like, let's just ride this high. Let's art, keep going. murder. Ooh, this is fantastic. My two favorite things. okay uh so yeah with the murder portion we were talking about how we kind of want to do some updates some current event updates current affairs see see what the hell's going on in the world of true crime right now you know i don't know i i feel like i'm only focusing on the old stuff and i have no idea what's going on right now i know it's true you want to tell me about it okay i have a story Mm -hmm. that i i i went too far into <laughs> and then i wrote it but <laughs> but the story that i wrote is literally all of these articles together oh okay so you just, okay so it's from religion news news.com <laughs> reading.com nope reading.com i totally lied to you reading like r-e-d-d-i-n-g okay reading reading yeah, i think that's uh, usa today joff Josh Hafner is one of the anyway a whole bunch of things okay and this is like super current and I just I love anyway are you gonna use your detective voice so I can oh. put in that music again or do we do something different let's let's just see what happens let's I know I can only I could only kind of do the detective voice <laughs> you got it you, the moment has to strike so Oh, because we were going to do a, like, a quick radio, like, kind we of voice like that. Like, like, Welcome know. to the Adam Murder Podcast. We are your TV news update current people event hosts. I'm Jenna. And I'm Julie. Let me tell you about a swashbuckling American preacher outlined his bizarre plan to cov- convert the world's most isolated tribe to Christianity. <laughs> no, it's not working. Anyway, okay. like I said, an American preacher... Um, he tried to convert the world's most isolated tribe to Christianity in a series of handwritten notes made public by his family. Do you I, know this? I know where you're going with this. Oh, it's such a... It's Okay, it's a good story. I went too far in. Oh, I can't brilliant. wait. I can't wait. I don't know all... I don't know everything, so I, I'm really excited about okay, this. Okay, well, I, I didn't put everything mm, in here because mm. I thought this is our just our breaking news yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. No, So, I don't know if you guys know about John Allen Cho... He's 26. He traveled to India's North Sentinel Island, which is part of the Andaman and Nicobar Islands in the Bay of Bengal. Oh, okay. 
Um, no idea where that is, but I will look it's it up. Like, it's like in the middle of nowhere by India. <laughs> oh, is it? A, is so it's it's patrolled by Indian police. Well, technically the Ad- Adaman Sea is by Adaman. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, Andaman. And A N D A M A N. And the Nicobar Islands. So it's like a series of a series of islands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And the one island, which is Sentinel Island, is the most isolated one with the tribe. So there's different tribes on there, but the Sentinels are like uh, sen- Sentinelese are like super. Oh, it's so brilliant. Um, isolated. So like totally disconnected. Like they're yes. so off the so grid. There's, the um, grid can't even like the. They're so off the grid. So you can't go within. I think it's five kilometers or three miles oh. of the island. Oh. So when the police do patrol, like you're not allowed by law to go that close to the island because they're so isolated. They're not immune to any of our diseases. A cold could oh, kill wow. them all. That kind of thing, right? Um, people don't even know how many. People are on the island, which I kind of say this in here too, and um, or what language they speak. Oh, crazy! So they're really they're um, s- protecting that tribe, which I think is so fascinating and yeah. brilliant to know. And there's a lot of other t- of tribes like that too. By the way, if you want to find out, I did print up some other tribes in across the world, like Peru and Brazil and stuff like that. Yes. because I love that stuff. I remember watching a documentary about uh, a white explorer going to see this tribe for the first time and they were blown away by the fact that he was white and they thought he was like a spirit or something or um, it was a very, very old doc, but it was on, it was YouTube. Do you know which tribe it was or not? Uh, No, no. No, no, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I can try and find out uh, later. Maybe one of them is the same one we're talking about, but there was just a 1970s documentary about it. It was really cool. So Ooh, oh. I'm excited about this. Well, here, here, here's a, the okay. region is home of five Stone Age tribes believed to be the last in existence who live completely cut off from the rest of the world and are protected by the Indian government. So the Sentinelese are the most reclusive of the cluster and have a fearsome reputation for driving away uninvited guests, yeah. whether they arrive by boat or they fly overhead. They drive them away with spears and bows and arrows. I get it. Which is fantastic. Uh, So Mr. Cho made multiple unsolicited trips to the community over the past three years as he formulated a diluted plan to establish the kingdom of Jesus on the island. Uh, Sources from within his missionary circle told the Associated Press that Mr. Cho interacted with some of the tribesmen who survived by hunting, fishing, and gathering plants on handfuls of of occasions. He appears to have been tolerated until his last journey when locals started losing their patience. Of course. So I think when the first article broke, there was no there was no information about him having been there before, mm-hmm. but he had. Um so according to hand a handwritten diary that he that John John Cho's handwritten diary, uh John Cho convinced several fishermen to bring him uh, as close as possible to the North Sentinel Island on November 14th, at which point he paddled to shore in a kayak, some say canoe, so kayak or canoe. He described seeing women, quote, looking and chattering, unquote, before being confronted by men, men wielding bows and arrows. Okay. okay. Um, he says, my name is John. I love you. And Jesus loves you. He shouted at them according to the journal. So this is what he wrote in his journal. He then threw a fish at the Sentinelese and fled. What? 
Okay. <laughs> well, I guess because they were coming at him with bows and arrows. So he's just like, I love you. Jesus loves you. Here's a fish. This is a gift like you. And then I'm going to leave before you come closer with your bows and, bow and arrows. Okay. I have a whole different idea of what the fish represented. <laughs> like, I felt like it was like a glove slap in the face. Like, I'm no, prepared. I, I think it was like a gift. Like, yeah. that, you know, it's very important. That makes important more sense. And what then you're not my throwing a fish like, at their face. <laughs> I'm going to whip you in this fish tail. <laughs> Please talk to me. I, I sent a fish is like a courting a courting method or like a greetings here's my fish i challenge you to a duel <laughs> slap a fish fish across the fish oh. he returned the next day with a bevy of gifts which is more <laughs> fish scissors and safety pins bevy when a man a good word that was a copy paste this, i like it. this is all copy paste well except when there's a word that doesn't make sense or is like says shit or fuck then it's mine um when a man wearing a crown shouted at him he uh started singing worship songs and hymns until a bow boy sorry a boy shot (laughs) yes i'm sorry i'm not laughing it's because i obviously you know i'm too excited until a boy shot an arrow and stuck it in Cho's <gasps> waterproof Bible. So it was kind of like a sign, like, good aim. Can we, he, like, the, well, I th- I think, I don't know if they were warning shots. Did he, the kid mean to not hit him? Or did he go to hit him and then it just happened to hit his Bible? Like, I'm pretty sure they were making a very, very, very clear to screw off. That's what I think, I'm too, sure if, but, like, if the kids are, if spearmanship and bow like archery is their main sort of source of weapons they're damn good at it so yeah he meant to hit that bible yeah so he retreated again he was confused by the mixed messages he believed the tribe was sending out complaining that while some members were good to him others were extremely hostile he says i have been so nice to them why are they so angry and so aggressive now, remember, like, he's 26, and he's really, he's, I want to say worldly, but uh, he's, he travels a lot, and he's very adventurous. Now, I mean, it, it was interesting reading this article, because I read a lot about religion and missionary uh, missions and stuff like that, and what they have to deal with now, and I look at it as well, like, these people believe in what they're doing, and they really want to do good. All right. Now we're going to pause that. We're going to pin that and we're going to come back to that in a second. Okay. I have so much I want to so say. On, so that was the 14th. So now we're November 16th. So oh. this is like just like a, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He returned one last time telling the fishermen, the ones that he would take him there, that he would be fine staying on the island overnight. So again, the fishermen, he, he talked to fishermen. They would they brought him as close as they could to the mm-hmm. island and then he would paddle in, right? Okay. Because it's technically illegal. Right. He wrote in his journal, I'm scared, wrote the 26-year-old American, watching the sunset and it's beautiful, and it's beautiful, crying a bit, wondering if this will be the last sunset I see. What the hell? Yeah, so he, he knew that there was some sort of like, he says, even fear of impending death didn't keep him away. All right, so John Cho returned the next day as usual. The fishermen brought him as close to the island as they dared, and the American paddled to shore in that canoe or kayak. Um, so this is uh, citing a police source. 
Exactly what happened next is unclear, but the fisherman told police that Mr. Chow was set upon from the moment his feet touched the sand. He was attacked by arrows, but he continued walking. The fisherman saw the tribesmen tying a rope around his neck and dragging his body. They were scared and fled, but returned the next morning to find his body on the seashore. The seven fishermen remain in custody following their arrest for helping Mr. Cho reach the North Sentinel Island. So Indian media said that the preacher, like word got back to the main towns because the fishermen told the main town what had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they reached out to Mr. Cho's family okay. in the United States. So, oh, I see. I see. Okay. That he had died. So like, right. it was like the fisherman's arrest was sort of the key to it key to no because the fishermen came back and had to implicate themselves oh right they're so like, then the town's listen, people heard th- this person died yeah and then they're like well what the hell were you doing there well we took them there right and they're like well you're not supposed to and guess what now you're essentially y- you aided somebody getting murdered yeah and you did something illegal so you are in custody because you brought somebody who you knew was not supposed to be there go now these these fishermen were from uh, another island mm-hmm. as well that helped them oh yeah uh authorities have yet to retrieve the victim's body and believe he may have been buried in the sand wait so how did they know that the guy was murdered so wait well, the, so the body got dragged away and was left on the shore and then was dr- on the shore and then buried in the sand oh it was buried i thought it i thought um i heard washed up on shore sorry my no, bad no he was just left on the shore mm-hmm. and then eventually they buried him okay but i mean this is all from the word of the fisherman right uh so yes authorities have yet to receive to see the body or retrieve it mm-hmm. um the adaman and nicobar island police director general dipendra path pathak mm-hmm. patik said officials were working with anthropologists to recover his remains. They have gone to scout out the island to work out how to recover the American and to collect his remains. Meanwhile, a murder case has been registered against an unknown persons. Unknown persons. Within this case. Well, they don't know who killed it. It's who killed him. It's mm-hmm. the tribes, the tribes people. So they have to register this as a murder because that's how he died. Uh, but they can't register a name. So I can't be like, uh, Bob Smith right. killed this person. So he is officially registered dead and he is officially as a, mur- as a murder. Murdered. But it's just nobody gets to take blame in a sense for it. Cause they're under a different ruling and different law. And, there's well, nobody can go on the island. Yeah, it's so yeah. So technically, it was his own, it was his own do like I want to say it is his own fault. Here's my opinion. It's it's his, his own fault. He did do it illegally. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, certain islands you can have certain passes or like permissions he did not have permission to be no, there it's so and disrespectful it is and, and that's there's a little bit about that after I could have went super into that and there was a lot of articles about that mm-hmm. um but it's true but like i keep i try to play like he he thought he was doing the best he can it has nothing to do with him like he i'll show you pictures of him he like he looks you know sweet and everything but he i truly think that he thought he was doing good but that's what like sometimes i don't know if i want to say extremists it's brainwashing but, sorry I, I get in my opinion yeah that's that's uh, this is my opinion 
my opinion is my own and it's not the opinion of the podcast on a whole. I can't believe I have to say that, but there are, unfortunately, in my opinion, you can't cure stupid. And there are stupid people out here, out there, who will just assume that both Julie and I will always agree on things. We do. There are many things we agree on, but we don't always have to. And for me, these are the type of cases that I see. I... Uh, hang on, hang on. Let me just stop you there for a second. What is that? Don't don't insinuate that I am okay with this. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no. I, I'm not. No, yeah, not. Uh, what I'm saying is, um, you're you're trying to look at both sides. Yes, which um, is usually your thing. It usually that you do. Is. <laughs> uh, but I'm a believer in science, and I'm a believer in facts. And it's very difficult for me. I I respect religion, but when I see cases like this where someone did something so disrespectful for their god it, it it gets me so mad because it's stupid it's just yeah but they don't look at being disrespectful it's brainwashing and, and he yeah but that's not him really that would be whoever would, taught him right, right? it's um and, and that unfortunately like, and he it's he's mm. okay with what happened in a sense like i think he's okay with it because he wrote in his journal like i think he he thought he was doing good and he wanted to bring the love of God and Jesus to these people so that he can train them. That's just religion, right? I mean, you have, um, you know, Jehovah's Witness that come to your door. Like that to me is like, my thing is they're like against don't basic like medical practices though like they're no you cannot have a blood transfusion no no no, i know i know but i'm saying to me is like sometimes people need to let things go in a sense of like listen they're just i, I want to say doing their job it's not a job but they're doing their job they're doing what they think is best and they want to spread love and if that doesn't come across they're just trying to do them like do what they do like they're not trying to you know shit on your life or whatever they're just trying to spread the word but they're shitting on someone else's boundaries and in this case yes this the tribes and all the indigenous people that's a whole other subject i'm just talking about and in general like i think about it this way some people need religion and i think that religion can be really good for some people i agree and it makes them happier and more whole i i i I respect when it's used properly but unfortunately for me and this is what i've seen it's just been way too many incidents where religion has has been bad we've seen the the whole all wars are essentially based off of religion yeah every religion unfortunately in in my opinion holds us back from being able to progress further because there's way too many extremists who have way too much power who have way too much money uh, and and do I th- do I want to be a communist country? Because uh, on paper it works out, but in practice it does not. I don't want to take religion from people, but there's just there's a line and it's being crossed too much right now. So unfortunately, my opinion is not great. I think the uh, majority of people who are religious are not crossing the line. And I think I hope so. And we may have to just delete this whole conversation <laughs> of religion right now. Um, you know, I think it's. I think we could talk about it, but it's just. I think it's important because. I think it's important, but I think it's important to be sensitive. And I, this is coming from me, who I'm not religious at all. <laughs> I just think I see. I'm thinking of more like when I go to 
you know, nursing homes or mm-hmm. seniors homes or, you know, people who have a hard time having children and they see and like if I'm I'm looking at the positive part yeah, of religion and they're I think doing great things. They're not disrespecting going on an island and trying yeah, that's to what I'm get saying. them I'm saying, to convert. I'm saying, you're saying this, there's too much religion that's going over over what do you say overboard over, across over the crossing line. the line crossing the line and like, in general religion is i i don't i think there there's the extremists mm-hmm. which paint everything in a negative way but there's more people that are religious that are calm cool collective and want to just chill and be good than there are extremists yeah i uh, see this is this is hard are we gonna fight no not at all no i I, because i do respect your opinion i 100 percent respect your opinion but uh certain things have tarnished my opinion of of what you're trying to get at i respect it and i do i see where you're coming from but can i get behind it unfortunately because of a lot of shit that has gone in my gone on in my life and many many stories that i've read and heard about you know um just the negative impact that it's that religion has had i I need confidence in it again. I need I need to hear good, positive stories. And unfortunately, if this guy thought he was doing good, oh my God, dude, you're so totally brainwashed. There should be no trying to justify it. It's his wherever he was studying under whoever he was. If he was if he was with um, the uh, Latter Day uh, Saints he Church or or whatever, they, like, are you kidding? That's terrible. They're they're brainwashing him into thinking that forcing himself on a completely uh like i'm gonna stop you there for a second okay let me finish the story because (sighs) i also i mean i don't want to shit on the dead so so he did no you wouldn't a dog does it did oh because they poop on graves sometimes that's why dogs are not allowed in cemeteries Mm. they're not no they're not i didn't know that see see See? that's disrespectful to the words of dead jenna i didn't know that you're not allowed to bring your your dog um in a cemetery because they thank you for telling me and poop on i didn't know stuff and then people can look at it yeah oh yeah it's very not cool um Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I know that this story is religion-based, but this is not even why I looked it up. I just think this story is fascinating. Oh, oh. I think that... And I love tribes. I love yes. tribes from, like, that, like nobody even Survivor, knows. You Survivor, didn't you? you I watched... Survivor. I did, but yeah. only the first two seasons. Oh, okay. I, yeah. No, but I, I love, like, legit, like, tribes in, like, the rainforest, like, deep in the jungle. They yeah. have, like, no... To me, I'm, like... That to me is so fascinating and kind of beautiful in the sense of like, oh, you you're just you're away from everything. I love that. I just want to be. You want to get off the grid? I don't. You totally need a tiny wanna... home. You should get yourself a tiny home. No, it could be a huge home just off the grid. Well, oh, well, you can go and travel all over the place with a tiny home and be off the grid <laughs> and do all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. it is nine. To, it is eight twenty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Mr. Cho's family mm-hmm. urged authorities not to prosecute the fishermen or any oh. north sentinel island tribe members found to have been involved in his death okay so this is what i'm saying that they knew i think they knew the risk and whatever and then his family are like that was his choice he was trying to spread you know um he uh the mom somebody said <laughs> i didn't say his mom but i don't know we recently learned from an unconformed report that john allen cho was reported killed in india while reaching out to members of the sentinelese tribe in the adaman islands 
uh, said a post on his Instagram page. He loved God, life, helping those in need, and had nothing but love for the Sentinelese people. We forgive those reportedly responsible for his death. We also ask for the release of those... of the friends he had in the Adaman Islands. The release of his friends? His friends are the... He's referring to the oh, fishermen. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they said, I think they had... He made an acquaintance, and then that's how he got the fishermen uh, to agree. okay. Mr. Cho's social media identified him as an adventurer and ex- ex- explorer, <laughs> explorer who got his inspiration from for life from Jesus. Some mission experts shake their heads at Cho's actions. Scott Moreau, dean of the Wheaton College Graduate School and scholar of mission work and intercultural communication, said Cho's approach sits on the naive end of the missionary spectrum. He says, if I had been training him, I would be appalled at what he appeared to be to do based on his diary entries to go and stand on a beach and holler at them. It is just seems unwise to say the least. He should have tried sitting on the beach, waited for them to approach yelling to is typically not a very positive, especially when they don't know what you're saying. Why go at all? Like that. Sorry. I well, okay, let's continue. Yeah, okay. The Reverend S. Woodley co-sustainer of Illaway, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Indigenous Way, Eagles Wings Ministry, and author of Shalom and the Community of Creation of Indigenous Vision, has produced guidelines for Christians wanting to do mission work that stress mutual learning and cultural contextualism. Contextualization, sorry. Otherwise, Woodley said they may repeat mistakes of the past. He says, I think that we have to learn our rights and earn, sorry, earn our rights to be heard. And now more than ever, especially among indigenous people, the track record is abysmal, he says. In the U.S. and beyond, the track record includes wiping out indigenous population with diseases to which they had no immunity and viewing the people they wanted to reach as the savage and heathen in the land, said Woodley, who is Kitoa Cherokee. Kitua, I think it's Kitua, Cherokee. Um, It also includes destroying indigenous cultures and languages and forcing indigenous people off their lands and into boarding schools. Would-be missionaries should begin with repent. Is that right? Yeah, he said to repent. Yeah. They need to be humble, seeking out cultural guides and being conscious of where they have uh, have and haven't been invited. Most indigenous people, this is all him saying this, okay? Most indigenous people have always been hospitable and forgiving, Woodley said. And even uh, anger, eager, I really need to proofread this before I print it because I was writing this so fast this morning and I'm so upset because this is a quote from him. That's okay. It happens. Anyway, so it's, he's essentially saying, and because of all the horrendous stuff in history that has happened, mm-hmm. there you go. I think if people showed up in humility, our people by, by and large, not all, but by and large, would still say, okay, you're welcome to be here and to talk to us and to share what we have. 
so this guy is part of this sentinel tribe or or he's no, no, no. just he's 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 Cherokee this this gentleman here okay. um he's just he happens to be a Cherokee but he practices um Christianity and kind of putting I think putting in guidelines so he has a book he's putting guidelines as to how to do this properly okay. you can't just show up like that and be like hey you know, and disrespect the way everything is done. Mm-hmm. There's a way to discuss, let's say, religion with people and just saying, by the way, this is an option um, in a way that you have to be humble and respect people's culture. So it's it's kind of like, I think, my opinion, is that he's saying, you don't just walk in and be like, listen, there's this guy, Jesus, there's mm-hmm. this guy, God, and this is how it's done. It's kind of like, let's get a rapport going and then I'll tell you about it. So it's almost giving them the option, this is how, you know, this is my thing. Because they probably have a whole set of religion and beliefs in, in their own, right? So, um, um, And that's, you know, the other, my argument is, you know if it's why why disturb it if it's if they already have their own practices yeah but that's what they believe in right well i I don't think anybody should go and they leave them alone that's what i think because like so religion aside all the all the like the um, your back what do you call it bacteria diseases all your stuff that you carry oh, yeah. like, what if you had a cold like that's it you would you had something on your clothes because the fisherman sneezed on mm-hmm. you and whatever not the fishermen are dirty but you know like yeah they're isolated for a reason mm-hmm. right yeah and, and unfortunate yeah it's just a, it's a really unfortunate situation but i i i can't help but still and this is again my opinion can't help still feel like the um the, the first guy, I can't remember what his name was when he was talking uh, about the situation and kind of providing insight. I just feel like they're using it as an, they're saying, they're not saying what this person did was excusable and that's that. They're going, oh, this person did it wrong, but don't, oh, fear not, don't. Don't worry, we're we're. It's just one person who's not good. We're all just lovely, and and Jesus should be in everyone's life, and you know you should still listen to us. And I don't know, I, I mm, well, yeah. So this story the, itself it's hard sparked a huge. I don't know if I want to say uproar on the internet. Oh boy, but did like, it ever? Yeah, like it was fascinating. Even the religious news. Oops, sorry, I moved the mic. Even the religious news stuff was fascinating to me, just to see how people think. Yeah. Um, like I had one article that it started with some call him a martyr. Some call him a colony, a con, <laughs> a colonel. No, no, no. A, oh. a, 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 you know, to colonize colonist, col- to colonize stuff. Colonization. Oh my a God. Colonist. I Is that as a word? Maybe. Uh, Cologne. Uh, col- smells nice. Colonialist. 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 That's what it ding, is. Ding, 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 I knew the word. Um, <laughs> that's why I should have printed it. Um, and a few call him uh, tragically misguided. Uh, so, like, yeah, this whole religious thing is, is like, a big deal. Again, I'm just more interested in, like, the tribe thing. Um, this guy ends with, the word mission now comes with a lot more baggage, like these nowadays. And, of course, there is a huge spectrum of types. Anyway, so back to the story. Mm-hmm. Update. Again, it's only two weeks old, so whatever update we get. Now, Indian investigators believe Two American missionaries encouraged John Cho to go to the Forbidden Island. Mm-hmm. The suspects have left India and they are, there's still no sign of Cho's body. 
The investigation into a man and woman who John met and uh, calls from the two were traced back to John's phone. Uh, these other two, it says in here, these other two who have since left the country were reportedly into invent evangelical <laughs> evangelical and Evan- what evangelical thank you jenna evangelical. thank you activist and encouraged him to visit the island in another twist it has emerged that the young preacher whom friends say he had been obsessed with the sentinelese sentinelese since high school had attended missionary boot camp organized by all nations. By the way, that's who he was going there with, was all nations, in preparation for his trip. The bizarre training undertaken months before his trip to North Sentinel Island involved Mr. Cho being airdropped, blindfolded into a remote location in Kansas and mock uh, attackers or mock attacked by people holding fake spears and speaking gibberish. Apparently, John impressed organizers by blitzing this intense and secretive three-week camp. John was one of the best participants in the experience that we've ever had, All Nations International Executive Leader Mary Ho told the paper. Mm. <laughs> I know. I know. So my tongue here. I know. You oh. think it, it's going to get better, but then again, yeah. it gets worse, and then you're like, I, I don't even like this. This happens in real life. I can't. It just it feels like a story. Like this is a movie or something. <sighs> I do. I, I'm happy that this is sparking conversations. Yeah. And it's, it is a fast. OK. On a whole, it's a fascinating, fascinating story. Oh, yeah. But it's a complicated one. And it's a complicated one that I, I think. Sets might set it sets me off just a wee bit because of certain because of tell. because of my own personal views and and yeah I know right <laughs> she's worked up guys <sighs> I know Tyler always makes fun of me for it he's like whenever you get a chance to get up on your little soapbox whether it comes to religion or politics or art or murder you're like right up there yes I am I am Joan of Art motherfuckers <laughs> um anyways you be the your own judge. That's, oh yeah well yeah. again like we're here to tell stories right we so are. if this was actually the news report you were not allowed to have an opinion but this is not I a know. news report this is our podcast you're allowed to have an opinion i know so what's happening now the fisherman who witnessed the tribes people fatally shoot mr cho with bows and arrows before dragging him across the beach and then burying him in the sand have been trying to assist pe- police <laughs> to pinpoint the exact location where the american was killed police have been there three times to try to figure out the proper sequence of events they are also watching the sign signs for the sentinelese exhuming the body and moving it somewhere else see two indian poachers were killed on the island back in 2006 after their boat drifted onto north sentinel one week after their deaths their bodies were put on stakes facing out to sea on the beach Ah. which is why they keep wondering if they will exhume john cho but it's been over two weeks and chief pathak pathak said it doesn't look like the American's body will be exhumed, whether the islanders may, wherever the islanders may have buried it. Anthropologists and activists for isolated tribal communities have called on Indian authorities not to try and retrieve the body, saying such an operation would threaten the Sentinelese. Wow, which is true. Um, so yeah, so and that's the other thing. And then some people like blamed the indian government that they didn't like protect the island enough i'm thinking well it's no. an ocean it's a sea there's only so much you can do yeah the rules are there in place the fishermen should not have brought 
that that they should have man i mean yeah. the, i mean if they're from another country do they do they know the same rule do they know the rules of the island then like i think the fishermen had, yeah I think the fishermen he, are from the sets of islands oh, they are they're from, from the, an actual the set the um adam and so it's adam and sea but then there's like adam and island i mean this could be a little bit off but there's a cluster of islands and that's when you have the but Nicobar everyone, island and then adam and island so i think the adam and island the fishermen are from there. Okay, so, so but everyone them. universally knows about these this law then on every single one of these islands. Well, I you could only get there I guess, I guess. from I I don't think you could fly in. I could be wrong, guys. I could be totally wrong. So what if he flew yeah. into India and then he's taking a boat? Like people who mm-hmm. I don't know. But either yeah. way, he was very well aware that this was illegal. <laughs> so it's not it's not like he did this. Oopsie. It was very well aware. Anyway, I think it's fascinating <laughs> and that there's pictures and, um, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, you know, see, see, there's, there's some good pictures too. Um, I'm like, I kept wanting to take more and more pictures. Uh, okay. So there you can scroll left. That's him. Okay. It's cute. I know that's yeah. not the point, but he's got great hair. He does have great hair. I would love to paint that. Not him in it, but that like water coming down. <laughs> that water is beautiful. So he used to hike. Um, last year he had a post on his Instagram. He was recovering from a snake bite because he went hiking Whoops. in I want to say California. I can't remember. Um, and he, he was yeah suffering from a snake bite. And then the Sentinel tribes. Oh, cool. That's that's really cool. What other tribes did you find out about? Like you said that you also did some research about other tribes too, right? Um, okay, so Ooh. that was. I know. Introduction music here. No, not intro. We don't have to talk about them on here, but there's a religious one here. (laughs) Let's put that. Yeah. This is, this is all my paperwork on this guy. Like I was like, oh my gosh, Um, this story to me is just fascinating. Um, These are other tribes like the Awa, Brazil, uh, dubbed the world's most endangered tribe, perhaps a hundred of the Awas, that I'm probably saying that super wrong, roughly 600 members still live nomadically in the Amazon forest covering Brazil's border with Peru. According to an in-depth National Geographic report this year, they live with near constant threats from illegal logging and wildfires. The magazine found inspiring another tribe, the Gayahara to rise up and protect them as they are called forest guardians. So a lot of them are, are losing their, um, essentially kind of their land to logging and wildfires. So you have that. Then you have the Papian tribe. So West Papua New Guinea. Yes. Yes. I've heard. I, yeah. About 312 tribes, uh, live in West Papua in Indonesia, in Indonesian province of the island of New Guinea off Australia. Much remains unknown of those that are uncontacted. Australia's news.com.au reported with less isolated tribes telling telling of remote groups in the highlands. So there's just less of them. There's And then they grow sweet potatoes and farm <gasps> pigs. It's Yay, really cute. potatoes. There's one... Um, sweet potatoes. The Macho Piro from Peru... An estimated 15 uncontacted uncontacted tribes in Peru, all of which face threats from encroaching oil and logging industry, mm. according to the survival. Um, one was, it was uh, the most evil one or something like that. What did they say? Not evil, but... Most vicious? Very vicious. There was, I can't remember now. Uh, 
I don't know, but there's there's the Palawan in Philippines. There's another one in Brazil, Kawahiva. I don't know why I'm even trying to say these names, because let's be honest. But you can look at them up. No, look it's great. Yanomani lived in a rainforest stretching southern Venezuela to northern Brazil for thousands of years, numbering 40,000 in all in 2014. That's a lot. You want to know what I want to do right now? Then there was a measles outbreak infecting 500 of them. Oh, yeah. vaccinate, please. That's a whole other topic. You can't vaccinate me. Oh, my God. Um, no, I just mean in general, because if if we keep ourselves vaccinated, like if, if we keep ourselves vaccinated, we have a less likely chance of passing it on and whatever. Yep. But, um, oh, shit. I forgot what I was about to say. Shit. By the way, apparently John Cho... Um, made sure to isolate himself before going to the island is one one thing that I read. So he was in isolation, took all the medication and stuff that he needed to and was put himself in isolation so that he wouldn't carry diseases over. I don't know if that's true, but that's just something I read. (sighs) Okay. That was... was, What were you going to say? That was fascinating. I don't know. I can't remember now. Fish sticks. Exactly. You can tell me a story and then I can... I will. This is from the Toronto Star. Oh, yeah. Hi, Toronto Star. Ex-cop gets conditional sentence. House arrest for eating seized pot edibles on duty. What a loser. That's an embarrassment to the police service. Not that it is the police service fault. It's just him and his partner's fault. Absolutely. Because as we said last week, the... Uh, actions of one does not outweigh the many and you made it you made a very good point in your last story too about you know the actions of one is not you know the actions of many yeah but but that's all we hear yeah Mm -hmm. we believe that cops are awesome not all of them are bad so just focus on that these two people are not the smartest people ever okay i know not to do it my 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 everyone knows not to do it friends who are consumers of marijuana also know just if you are a person who's in if you're a medical doctor just be don't no this is evidence oh my brain hurts there's so Mm. many things wrong with this situation Mm -hmm. like you literally ticked off every box you could yep one you're on duty Two, you stole evidence. You lied about it. Uh, there, then ate the chocolate. Yeah, the whole thing or something. Yes, Didn't he ate like a lot of it. Which he and the best part, this was your first time trying it. Fuck off. First of all, that has nothing to do with anything. But I don't believe that no. you've never tried weed in your life. Or anything like that. Because it's legal now. And like, yes, it was illegal. It was illegal then. It was illegal even then? Even if it's... Oh, okay. It was illegal then, yeah. Definitely. This was last year. Oh, let me, ju- let me just check the date. Um, <laughs> But it was, it was 100% illegal then. But even if it's legal now, you still can't do that while you're working as a police oh, no. officer. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Um, I know there is a discussion about whether or not now, now that marijuana is legal, what are the rules for TPS uh, or just police services in general? I think they're still. Yes, because they said you can't work after for I think it's 28 days, give or take. I think it's 28 days, 28 days. So you can smoke weed, but then you cannot go back to work for Mm -hmm. 28 days. Wow, that's a long time. Which is 
kind of a crock because you can drink. Drinking used to be illegal. You can drink and get shit faced and mm-hmm. go to work the next morning. Yeah. But you can't smoke weed. It's legal. You should not. Um, Don't do it on the job. No, no, like, no. Definitely not. Shouldn't, all. No. But if it's legal, why are we... I don't putting know, restrictions pun- punishing, on yeah on police officers. Yeah, no, they should be able to smoke weed on their time off, and you know, just like drinking, you have to wait whatever I don't know what it is like twelve hours to get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, why then, aren't we monitoring that? Well, then let's take twelve hours. You can't do it for twelve hours before your shift. Yep, or just like you can't drink a beer and then go to work. Can't um, drink and drive. You Please don't no. drink and drive. Please don't drink and drive. It breaks my heart. Don't get high and drive either. Don't either. Absolutely. There's no. There's no reason. <sighs> no, there isn't. And take I'm a cab, ta- Call a friend. I smoke. Please don't. You're gonna hurt someone. You're just don't. Please. Be smart. So that's all. These cops. Yeah. Oh my god. You tell me the story, Jenna. Uh, okay. I know it's funny. So from what I what I remember, these guys were on duty. There was a raid on this pot shop, this uh, illegal pot shop. Well, they were all illegal, and the the one guy had sort of saw something in one of the cases as they were moving it, and it was he a male po- and female officer. Oh, way. okay. Uh, one of them pocketed it. And someone had said, oh, where, what happened to this thing? And they both, either one of them covered up, covered it up or the guy who pocketed covered it said, oh no, there was nothing there before. Anyways, they took it back to their police car. They ate it and then got a call for a, uh, in another area, somewhere north, I think north, North York, maybe. Anyways. They got high while on the job and caused a gentleman to be seriously injured because of their actions. Okay. So I'll tell you a story, Jenna. Oh, so I don't know it. <laughs> oh my God. Am I mixing so the stories up? They, I mean, they did take it from a raid. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, they took it and they ate way too much of it. Oh. Apparently they ate the whole thing. Um, whatever. Either way, they started hallucinating. They did not get a call. They started hallucinating and getting really panicky. One climbed a tree or something like that. It was crazy. This, you know, they ended up freaking out so much that they called for backup. Oh, yes. And it was the female police officer that responded. And not that it matters that she's female. It was just an officer that responded because it was backup. She slipped and fell on ice and she got seriously injured. Ah, okay. They were on duty. They called for backup for themselves that were just flipping out on the drugs. And she got hurt. Sorry. Uh, It says... um, We're getting fixed again. Yeah. I I realize instantly what a stupid thing I had done. Dominelli said mm. in the summary of evidence submitted. This was after. I just wanted medical help. Uh, Dominelli Young and another officer who slipped on ice after responding to the call for help were taken to the hospital that night. So it was the officer who was coming to their rescue yes, for the call. That she got. Yeah, this she got. She slipped and fell. She slipped. Yeah. So oh, so it's two to a male and a female who ingested and took yeah. it. Then and another, another female. female. Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's okay. Okay, I just I, I, I follow this. This guy. This is Instagram. crazy. He's one of these guys who uses cop as a status, like mm. that you think that you're that much better than regular civilians. And again, I'm not shitting on cops. Okay. I not freaking love cops. I'm talking about him specifically. Listen, it doesn't make you instantly irresistible because you're a police officer. Um, yeah. For my bachelorette party. Sure. You can get somebody who's dressed like a police officer and come take off their clothes. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, you <laughs> or, can definitely do that. But I'm saying just because you're a police officer, doesn't make you hot shit. You still yeah. got to be a good person. Yes. But he had this Instagram page and 
unfortunately, I think it was on duty and he would get his little platoon and he would do these musicallys. I don't know if you know musically. Yes. He Ugh. would do these musicallys with them in their uniforms. And I'm like, if your job, there are police officers that jobs is to, their job is to like, um, interact with public and yep. be like that friendly face. I forget. There's like, so kind of like TAF is a TAF or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know who it is. But yeah, so there's a special division that takes care of the face of the Toronto well, kind police of, services. Like, if that's kind of your job, okay. great, do it. You know what I mean? You need that because you do need that positive spin with the public. And I do think that you they need to do stuff like that because you need to make some people who are like, oh, stupid cops, whatever, be like, oh, that's kind of funny or whatever. Educate right? them. Yes. But he wasn't one of those cops and he's doing this on duty and he's doing it in uniforms and he's got these musicallys. And I'm like, how much taxpayer money uh. are we spending on you posting on your Instagram to try to get dates? Uh, now, I shouldn't say that because I think he was married and had kids. Now that I think about it, I think he did. He was married and had kids. But either way, he wanted to be wanted or I don't know Clearly. what his, his thing was. But because if you if you you were doing it, if you were doing these things and maybe they were a huge success for him give them to the social media coordinators yeah. with the patrono police service yes. tell them that that's funny make you want to give a good impression for all the people you work with yeah those kind of people who behave that way are they're in it for themselves they don't care about yes so because i think we need like do a video like that and yeah. then give it that's funny i would love to see that that is brilliant and i i love to see when you know sometimes you see cops on duties and like there's like let's say break dancing like yes. a bunch of people and then a cop just like starts break dancing yep. uh, that to me is amazing and hilarious that and usually those are people that like you know you're supposed to communicate with the um neighborhood and that kind of thing yeah. that is great get out there and do that and that's great but i don't think his instagram wasn't that it was nope. a personal sometimes like in their parking lot like so the public didn't even see there was just it's just misuse and it's unfortunate that this gentleman it's it, it's embarrassing to the Toronto Police Service, unfortunately, and it, and it had nothing to do with them. No, I like, agree with you. He did this, and I. The weird thing is, is I don't know what happened to his partner because we don't hear anything about her. No, I know. We know there's nothing, and I'm like, he ended up. Um, he's he's no longer part of the t- police force. Yes. Um, now he did not get fired. He uh, what do you call it when you? He's on leave. No, he's he's on leave, but he left. He also le- like he's not on oh. leave because he can't come back. So he oh shit, what's that word? He was ordered to perform sixty hours of community service on top of forty hours he had already served. Um, you know, like when you retire, like another word for retire, you like excommunicated. No, no. Uh, anyway, he's no longer part of the Toronto Police Service because you pretty much can't get fired once you're a police officer. They'll put you um, in an office or that kind of thing, but you won't get fired. But he, it's just so bad that he just, he like kind of quit whatever word I'm supposed to be thinking of. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, a funny as fuck story, but. It, 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 <laughs> I, 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 like, it's funny because like how stupid could you get? This doesn't seem like actually. And it's not fair to the. I didn't believe this story at first when I heard it. Oh. Because I found it was on the, uh, our, um, our trees Reddit page. And I was, it was like Canadian cops did it. I'm like, no, Canadians are that dumb. And lo and behold, it was two Toronto cops. I'm like, wonderful. This Oh my god, this is actually oh my god, this is actually true. Oh wow, really? Really? Uh, uh, but you know, 
Let's all learn from this lesson. And don't do drugs on the job. No, 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 no. Also, don't. don't eat more than uh, you can handle. Excuse me. Jenna, stop being gross. Hey, did and you? And then the two, the two Niagara Falls police officers. You need to tell me about this. I, I gotta I find this. I didn't okay. print it. Yeah, look it up. Shit. Two Niagara Falls police officers got in it. They fought. Two officers, uniform officers. One took out his gun and shot the other one i don't believe anybody died now like i know nothing about the story could it be self-defense which one went crazy you could say the one who shot the other cop went crazy but apparently he like i I don't know we're looking at two men shot in niagara falls let's see what Hmm. for police off two police officers to rage that much and for one of them to pull out a gun again i don't know which one was worst off in the sense of the one that pulled out a gun was it a self-defense because the other one was like ah really bad got it thank you cbc let's hear the best okay so uh, this is from the cbc i'm just gonna word for word and colton a niagara regional police officer is in stable condition in a hamilton hospital after Mm -hmm. being shot by a fellow police officer in pelham ontario uh, around noon Tuesday, several officers were investigating a collision that had happened days before the air in the area yeah. of Effingham Street and Roland Road in the rural area southwest of St. Catharines, Ontario. That's yeah, right. Yeah, go St. Catharines. <laughs> when two of the officers became involved in an altercation, according to Monica uh, Houdon, spokesperson for Toronto Special Unit uh, Investigation Unit, one of the officers, 52-year-old, was seriously injured. And the Niagara police say the officer who was shot had been serving for 28 years in the Welland and Pelham region. Um, he's in, he was in critical condition. He's in stable condition now. Understanding what transpired and the relationship between the officers is, oh, there's, I guess they still don't know. Oh. Um, yeah, I guess they wouldn't tell the public either. Like, they'd have to get both of their statements. Like, Yeah. Like, was there um, other officers around, though? No, I guess not. It was no, at a when- collision. They were doing, I guess they were called to a collision. <laughs> oh, that's Bowie. Bowie's He's been like, breathing for a while, and I kept yeah. hearing, I was like, that's creepy. He's, He's well, on the couch. That's people a loud living in the area said the shooting led to a rush of squad cars racing to the scene in the early afternoon. Uh, the police car is headfirst in the ditch, and there doesn't appear to be any, any damage to it. It's scary when a police officer has been shot in the middle of the day. Zavitz said, I don't know who this Zavitz is. <laughs> I apologize. I'm looking your name up so that I can give you credit. I don't see it. Sorry. Probably uh, an officer or something? I could, uh, maybe. Uh, it's someone related to the... Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. It doesn't, it doesn't say in here. Ah, shoot. Maybe it's, oh, it's too new. It's too new. Right. So they'll um, have to do a thorough investigation. I'm sure they're not going to release like everything. Mm. No, but not right now. It's just crazy to find out that there's two police officers that got into like a fight squabble. or squabble or an altercation. Should we just like theorize what's happened? Do you think one person ooh. slept with somebody's wife? <gasps> ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Or, or tell me. Or actually, your first, that's a pretty damn that's good. good yeah. and, you know, I can only theorize because. The gentleman is 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 out of critical condition, which is good, and I hope he good. survives. And, I do too. And I I don't okay. know we don't know what happened. No, and we don't you know? Or what if what if the one guy didn't get the proper coffee he asked for? Maybe he didn't oh, get shit. him a large double double. Maybe he only got him like a coffee with milk. Oh no no, no nobody exactly knows. No, no, that can't what happen. If, I would I would be upset. <laughs> I would be upset too. 
Never give me coffee with milk, please. Coffee and cream. That's it. No sugar. Nothing. Oh, so no double-double for you. No double-double. I don't like that much cream. That's a lot. It just tastes like... I like cream. No, I like cream. You do? But I also like milk in my coffee. Do you really? I prefer cream because it's fatter, but... Well, do you like milk or do you like soy milk and almond milk? That's fine. I find that's a pass for me. Almond milk. Vanilla flavored almond milk. Mm. Sugar-free. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really good. (sighs) Coffee. Oh my god. Anyway, so that's you know what? Just a random side note. You know what I was thinking when I was reading that John Cho story mm-hmm. that nobody seemed to say anything about? What if the fisherman killed him? Because his diary was left on the boat. Only the fisherman saw the Sentinelese people kill him and oh. they can't find his body. There's no trace. So they're the only people that could account for his death. And if they were, well, okay, here's the problem then. Yeah. It, I mean, there are, are why would they do why that? Why would they kill him? I have no because idea. Because they went, didn't they go to authorities about the situation? They did. Uh, so that you're, what you're trying, they're kind of trying to cover it up. Yeah. But then they, they got arrested anyways for trespassing. That's true. So did they know though that, the, that they were going to get a lesser sentence maybe, or maybe they'll get off the hook. Maybe they'll play the sympathy card. What if he died accidentally? Oh, and while they then, were... <gasps> then they said, oh, gosh, okay, we're going to blame it on these people. No, and that's interesting. Yeah. Until we have the, a body. Anyway, until we have right. a body. There was no murder that was committed. Until uh, there's a body. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, let's see. What do I got here? What else do I have? Um, <laughs> you oh, want I me to do a correction? Oh, you have a correction? Yeah, remember? Do it. Okay. So this is about the torso killing. Or the torso found <gasps> right so from uh, I thought you were Oshawa. talking about your own story. Never no. mind. Uh, right, my, my own story was on point. It was, it was perfect. Oh my god, it was so good, so perfect because I read it right from the newspaper. Um, also loved editing that episode. It was good. I loved editing <laughs> it. So I loved funny. editing it. Uh, so I don't know when, but at one point we were talking about the torso killing because yes. there's something that came up, and then you said something, and I said oh, something because Oshawa might have a serial killer, and yeah, you're right. And you were like, "Are you talking about the, torso?" The guy, and, I like, and then oh. I said he he was caught. Yeah, I so thought I knew. Everything. I said something about the torso, not understanding because they found body parts in his apartment, and then the torso was a girl f- missing in 2008. Mm-hmm. I said there's something to do with 2008. I kept saying that. So what happened was the torso was not from 2008. It was. Rory Hatch's torso. Uh, She went missing in August and her torso was found. Like of this year? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yes. No. Yes. No. Shit. Of 2017. 2017. Okay. They found it in, here we go. In a news release issued on Friday, police said that the post-mortem examination has confirmed that the remains discovered in a residence on McQuillan Drive on December 29th, 2017. Okay. Belonged to Rory Hatchet. So her torso was found uh, in September of 2017. And then they found that what, and so they're she, identifying she, her this yeah, year. So tw- tw- August 2017, she went missing. This September, they found her torso uh, of 2017, and it was Rory Hatchet. The I don't know what led them to this apartment, but the guy who lived there uh, had body parts of her and <gasps> DNA of her there. 
Now, there was also another DNA. And what I had read, the update was, that DNA was confirmed from another 18-year-old girl that went missing back in 2008. No. So, that is Candace Fitzpatrick. Mm. So, investigators with Durham Region Police believe that the DNA belongs to Candace Fitzpatrick, who was last seen by her family in 2008, but not reported missing until 2010. I'm not really sure. Um, She was 18 years old when she vanished. Okay, report stuff, people. They're... Just yeah, but I mean, I, for two years there must have been an issue why she wasn't reported for two years. Yeah. Um, oh my god. So yeah, so Hatchie's torso was previously found floating in the Oshawa lakefront on the night of September 11th, 2017. Hatchie re- was reported missing by her family August 29th. Police were able to identify the torso through DNA. Following the identification of the torso in November, Hatchie's godmother, Chrysia Meldik described the 18-year-old as beautiful, vivacious, and smart in an interview with CTV News Toronto. It didn't Mm. matter. Nothing phased her. And if you had something to say, you had to go into another room just to make sure she didn't hear you because she just swallowed up the information. Uh, Police also located explosive device. Police were called to the address on the... McMillan Drive at around 8.30 p.m. on December 29th after a citizen completing some work at the property, oh yes, located something suspicious and contacted authorities. That's how he got caught. In addition to the remains, police also located a suspicious package inside the home with which they now say was an explosive device. Oh my God. I did hear about the explosive device thing. I Police did. arrested 45-year-old Adam Jeffrey Strong, who is believed to be the tenant of the home at the time. He is charged with one count of improper and indecent interference with a dead body. Oh my God. It's not clear what relationship, if any, exists between Strong and Hatchie. Um Nothing. He's a total asshole, and he probably kidnapped her. I, that's me theorizing. Yeah. See, Hatchie's uncle, oh, who is a so member of Oshawa's Hell's Angel, said his 18-year-old niece was pregnant at the time of her oh. death and a Facebook post published. So that was, the this article there was from January 5th, 2018. Um, and then this one is July uh, when the, uh, 2018, when the uh, DNA for Candace Fitzpatrick came out. Uh, oh my yeah. God. So uh, Detective Darren Short should not, comment on the nature of the dna but said the findings prompted police to return to the basement apartment at the mcmillan drive police first began investigating hatchie's death as a homicide in august 2017 when her torso was found floating in oshawa harbor by a fisherman the pregnant 18 year old's family reported her missing only a few weeks prior the case took a turn in december when police made a grisly discovery of more of hatchie's remains and the mcmillan drive home a search of the property subsequently led to the arrest of 45 year old adam Jeffrey Strong, who police say had been a tenant of the home since 2007. He is facing uh, one count of yeah, indecent interference with a dead body. The charges had not been proven in court. Mm. Strong, who remains in police custody, is abiding by his counsel's advice and not has not spoken with police since his arrest. Mm. I've spoken with Hatchie's family and I've made an, it abundantly clear through all the conversations that we need the evidence to lay the charge and this will take time. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. I understand that. You gotta make sure it's, yeah. Yep. <sighs> By going through the exhibits and the evidence we collected, the results of that will 
dictate the further layout of laying out of charges is that normal though like for investigators to take of course you want to take your time but um sometimes charges are laid like right away and sometimes trials happen very very quickly like is it i wonder if like i would i'm curious to know how that system works so i think it's um now in this case he they're allowed to hold them. So the problem is, is cases that you can't hold them. So sometimes they will avoid arresting somebody early on until they have a hundred percent, hundred percent the facts, because if they arrest him and then they have to let him go because they can't hold him on anything yeah. legit, then he might flee. That's what Bruce MacArthur, that's so the Bruce MacArthur case, didn't they watch him quite often? Would you like to know? I, I would. All I right. would. So this is uh, the Bruce MacArthur timeline. Uh, so, uh, Bruce MacArthur, which was Toronto accused of the death killer. of eight men over a span of seven years. Trial date is January 6, 2020. He, um, I hope I can pronounce all these men, uh, correctly. Andrew Kinsman, 49, Salim Eason, 44, Majid Kayan, 58, Surush Mahmoudi, 50, Dean Lissowick, 47, uh, Sha- Shanda Navaratnam, 40. Abdul Barzi Fazi, 42. And Kirushnakumar Kanagratnam, oh, I'm so sorry, 37. Um, these are the names of the ones that have, have proven. Been, yeah. yeah. So there's, I think there's seven charges against him with There's, an eighth pending because they don't have the idea Alex, oh yeah. did they figure out who the who the who the eighth gentleman was uh yeah I okay think. okay i hadn't heard an update on that one i just read that um eight, yeah eight okay yeah, cause, and I'm sure there's more. So uh, the, he's a self-employed landscaper. He's facing eight counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of men between 2010 and 2017. All of the alleged victims have ties to Toronto's church and Wellesley community. And this is the city's gay village. And that's only eight because apparently he was actively going to um, the gay district since um, the 1960s. Uh, there's a great episode from True Crime Garage that they sort of cover a little bit of his That's life. What it was. I was trying to think which which podcast had covered it. Yeah, True Crime Garage did a two parter. So they talked a little bit about Bruce MacArthur's life, and if I'm not mistaken, the they had mentioned that he had been visiting the the gay di- district for um, a long time. So, um, yeah, you know, they pointed out, and I'll say it too. There totally could be more because I'm sure there is. And didn't he? He traveled too yeah, around the world. You're landscape. right. So they found remains. Well, this might be in here. Um, in in sorry, his like in landscape. So he was a landscaper, yeah. and then he would get rid of the remains. So you could have him landscape your house, and you don't know, but there's like remains in your garden. Yeah, they. I know they put a call. Like TPS said, if anybody has had work done by him, please get a hold of us. And there was actually people people rumored to not because they didn't want to be, they didn't want to be in like, um, you know what's the word? Um, not investigated, but uh probed like they they oh. didn't want their property looked and, and excavated because they did extensive excavating on the place yeah. that he was actually living at and i remember they did an interview with the 
landlords and the landlords had to move out and they they're still not living or no they did move they've moved back but there are still police officers going to check i can't imagine what that does to your life yeah like even the the families of these victims too oh yeah it's just horrible yep and it's yes, yeah, so, like I said, the, the the date, the trial date is not till twenty twenty. Yeah, I was surprised get, by that. You don't, he doesn't get out. I I don't know if it's because they want to pin more, but I don't know. That's what um, I'm wondering. I was surprised that it was so soon. Says MacArthur was arrested in January at his Thorncliffe Park apartment complex and has been in custody ever since. The arrest initially one. Uh, initially on two counts of first degree murder marked the expansion of a sprawling probe that continues. Today, the sprawling month, months long police probe has seen the largest forensic investigation in Toronto's history and resulted in the discovery of dismembered skeletal human remains buried in large planters on a Leaside property. Jesus Christ. The arrest of the alleged serial killer came after long held speculation in the church Wellesley community that a murderer was in their midst. A concern met with denial by police until just weeks before MacArthur was arrested as questions mounted about mounted about whether an arrest could have been made sooner an independent review has been launched into the toronto police handling of missing persons case below are details as was said of key dates of ongoing investigation so the star intends to update this timeline as bruce MacArthur's case unfolds it was last updated in november 29th okay and that was his that was the announcement of his trial date yeah yeah, okay. This is a bunch of those. Uh, October 2018, Toronto Police provide details of its dedicated mis- missing people's unit formed after criticism of Toronto Police handling of sudden disappearances, including those now alleged to be MacArthur's victims in court. MacArthur appears in person for the first time in months and waives his preliminary hearing, sending his case directly to trial. No trial date has been set which it has. Right. Okay. Oh, but then October to November, the remains of the victims were released back to the families and friends, allowing for funerals and memorial services to take place, including Essen, uh, Lissowick and Kanagarantanen. So that's November, 2018. So October, November. So just recently. Wow. I'm happy. I'm that's, I'm glad that they can put their family members to rest. Yes. Hopefully nothing needs to be exhumed because then that's even that's heartbreaking. That's I mean, I think that I think they have enough evidence yeah. to get to the throw trial this guy is only forever. a year and a month away. They have yeah. they have to. Yeah. Because remember how the torso, the Oshawa um yeah. the Oshawa killer, it hasn't even been set yet and we're still we're going on like year three with it. Yeah, like, you're right. Uh, there must not be their evidence must not be concrete enough to move forward so it could be it's probably really good they just need it to be like fucking they need to solid. put him there like because my thinking is like okay you found their dna in their apartment yeah. in his apartment but he could say oh i had a friend over or or i left and my friend stayed here for a weekend or whatever oh you know what's funny enough he stayed there uh for a weekend in 2008 too right so like I, I don't know if they have to put I don't the know weapon in his hands or whatever, right? And the DNA of that other body, I don't think he found, I don't think they found that body. It's just his, her oh, DNA. Oh, I don't know. And I don't know if they found body parts in there of, of her. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. 
But they must have enough concrete evidence to move very quickly. I mean, I think also it's a public interest thing, too, where we I think justice needs to be served. A lot of shit happened between the police services and the LGBTQ community. And um, they probably want to move forward out of respect for everyone and to show that they're going to. I I mean, this should happen for everybody. Yeah. Any homicide. Ooh. Speaking of homicide, remember how I said I had a really cool thing to show you? Yes. So the Toronto Police Services has a very cool interactive map that you can look at to see where homicides, break-ins, assaults, um, shootings, and other things happen in our neighborhood. It shows you the ratio of like uh, per thousand per hundred thousand people in different neighborhoods, which division carries out the most homicides or has the most homicides um, over a whole like a, a huge. Um, wide span but it's a cool interactive map so you can crazy. kind of and it's i i had no idea this this information existed i just looked up toronto crime and it's really well done like it's a very well done very user-friendly map and it's very cool to see what's going on in your neighborhood like that's good so you can because before when you want to move into a neighborhood you didn't know how to check or you'd call like mm-hmm. i remember when i first moved to toronto my dad's like you call the the police division in your neighborhood and you ask them if that's a safe place for you to live and <laughs> you know i mean they can't really say i don't think they can say they can give you percentage maybe but they can't say it's safe if they've never had a crime and then you move there and then yeah. there's a crime well like, rest assured yeah in the last year we've only had one homicide per hundred thousand people in this neighborhood so oh, but apparently there was there's a, a gentleman who lives in this neighborhood who come who goes to the flying pony often. Oh, it's Bowie. I think Tyler's coming home. Shit. <laughs> he just told me the other day that there was apparently a stabbing right at Gerard and Coxwell. And it was all over it made national headlines. I couldn't find it, but I'll try and find it for when we do another one of these. But yeah, it's um uh, I'm glad to see there is progress on the Bruce MacArthur case. I was wondering what was gonna happen uh with him. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, those are some updates. What else we got? Anything else? I think we should say something that's not so much of a bummer right now. Tell okay. Me, tell me a good story. You want a good story? Yeah. Tell let's me something see. funny. Okay. I, uh, um, uh, <laughs> let's see. What was I, te- was I telling you anything funny about, um, hmm. you want a feel good story? Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's. I'm going to hearken back. I keep saying hearken. Um, Tyler and I decided to uh, uh, take, how do I, how do I say this? I want, I kind of want to make it mysterious. No, I don't. Fuck off, Jenna. Stop trying to be cool. You wanted to do a threesome. Hi, Tyler's home. Um, Hi, Tyler. We're just talking about your threesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny. He's got a cool knife in his hand. Um, He's got a knife in his hand. Oh, yeah. Oh. He walks into your house with a knife? Yeah. While we're recording a murder... Whoa. It's actually a knife. What are you doing with that Look knife that. in your hand? It's a beautiful knife. Did you just buy that? No, it's a gift. It was a gift. Did Nathan give that to you? Birthday present. Oh. Oh, is it your birthday? His birthday's this Friday. <gasps> oh, shit. I didn't know. I would have brought you something, Tyler. Birthday. Happy birthday, Tyler. Not yet. Almost. Oh, wait. Oh, this may... You might be listening to this on the day of Tyler's birth. Well, it's on Friday. Friday. This is coming out on Thursday, right, Jenna? Yeah, but if maybe if you listen to it on Friday. That's true. What's Friday? What's the date Friday? December 7th. So if you're listening to this next year on December 7th, it's also Tyler's birthday, but it won't be on a Friday. (laughs) I don't know what it would be. Um, Tyler and I bought a a piece of art. Uh, I decided 
I had my eye on this thing. That's right. You didn't say this. I didn't. You did the first recording. But I, I'm right. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's, let's talk happy story. So was I was true. working uh, one of a kind show for quite a, like about a week and a half. And uh, I got to work with uh, Jessica Lynn, who does this beautiful sort of uh, layered photography to create an abstract landscape. And there was this piece that I've had my eye on forever and it left our gallery and I was sad and it happened to be hung on in her booth and I kept looking at it. And as her and I were kind of getting to know each other and just, it was so much fun. It was stressful. It's a long time. But um, I said to her, I'm like, you know, I really love that piece. Not only because it's gorgeous and it's this long vertical piece. Oh yeah. I said, because it's also called Harvest Moon. And that's one of, that's my favorite Neil Young song. And she goes, that's exactly why I named uh, it. So connection number one. And then I kept telling Tyler, like, we do need a piece for our bedroom to replace my crappy <laughs> Cosmos painting. He doesn't like, like it. it. Thank you. I love it. He doesn't. We need to compromise. So um, I'd like, I'd rather make like a nicer, thicker, in a nice one inch, yeah. on one inch canvas. Yeah. Um. So it, <laughs> We hemmed and hawed over it. And then I just, like, he came and rescued me, brought me my phone when I was in a panic on Friday. And he looked at it and he was like, yeah, you know, it's, I really like it too. We need to have it. And I almost burst into tears because we, 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 you know, he likes different art. I like different art. It's, and when we can agree on something, I think a lot of couples have the same ideas you know it means a lot and having the piece it, i will always remember my time with jessica at one of a kind which was fantastic and all the awesome artists uh that i got to meet and sort of just chum with and get to know on, on a per- more personal level which was so cool like i i gotta say yeah, all fun. the artists we represented at the gallery they're just they're fucking rad people you guys are all awesome Okay, just so you know uh so i'm really really fucking excited to get harvest moon by jessica Lynn, she's going to come and drop it off this week, I think. And that's my happy, that's my good, that's my good feel story for now. Yay! What do you've got for me? You got anything? I got this picture that I finished. Tyler, did you see my picture on the fridge? Oh, yes. Our picture of the day. Tyler, you got to come and see the picture of the day. So uh, I started doing this thing with Tyler where I would scribble uh, like a line or something on the fridge and he (laughs) has to finish it. So um, Julie's like, can I do one? I'm like, sure. So I did like a a mountain and two dots and she did this beautiful, gorgeous picture that's... You did gorgeous. You, yeah, you it's beautiful. Did, she did the the L shape and then two See, dots. Yeah, the left leg and the one that yeah those yeah, two dots. Uh huh. And then that yeah. You like it? I turned the two dots and L shape into a naked woman with her legs spread open. It's beautiful breasts protruding towards you and yeah. head back but you can't fully see the face because this says finish it on the top for, for <laughs> finish it for like a dollar store for dollar store chalkboard and chalk that's it's a it's a beautiful it's good drawing it's yeah you did a great job inspired by picasso <laughs> um, oh i started watching geniuses i oh i told you this i started watching einstein i'm excited started, to watch you gotta watch picasso i know i can't wait I, well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it we'll get there but uh you know what i show i love what show 90 day fiance <laughs> I'm going to say it. I fucking love it. It's the one thing that it just, we watch forensic files all the time too, yeah. which is brilliant. Awesome. But sometimes 
every Sunday. We just got to sit down and watch 90 Day Fiance, and there's nothing that makes me happier in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's all the small things. Ridiculous. I love it. Unbelievable. And if anybody wants I've to talk about it. 90 Day Fiance, watch it with me. Like You you can email us at artofmurderpodcast at gmail.com and email Julie and say, I want to do a 90 Day Fiance podcast with you. Will you do one with me? Oh, I'll, I'll donate all my... Uh, we'll brilliant. donate it. We'll donate all the equipment. You can if start anybody, it. I just want to chat, chat with you. Like, yeah. It's just so funny. And Colty, 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 Goody, Colty. She adds an E at the end. This is just brilliant. And she's oh, just fantastic. <laughs> and just everything about it is just wonderful. And it's just ridiculous and wonderful. And that makes me happy. Good. Yeah. And so does Bowie. And so does my dog, my Phoebe. Uh, my oh, Phoebe. you got to get home to Phoebe. I do. You I do, do have to go home on Phoebe. So, well, I mean. Well, this was lovely. It was. So... I get to hang out with my dog. You should be able to go home and hang out with your dog. My dog Thanks and my for favorite. hanging out with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My little boo-boo. Your little boo-boos. Little schnupps. Schnuppies. All animals are schnuppies. They're schnuppies. Well, thank uh, you for hanging out with me. You're welcome. I'm going to release you. I'll let you go. Okay, let's do, let's, do, let's do some more murders next week. Next week. Oh, right. the Big Ten. I'm excited. The Big Ten. Okay. Ambient, Ambient Toast. toast. That was depressing. Uh, good. Well, you know, look. Listen. Where? <laughs> 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 <laughs>